podcast. All right. Ready? Go. Hold on. Hello. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Nothing's original and so forth. Nothing's original. Podcast. We're just two girls making another podcast. We've all seen this before. Nothing, 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 nothing's original and so forth. And let's go. Howdy, howdy. <laughs> now I'm never going to stop saying that. Okay. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Nothing Original the podcast um i'm your host katherine perini and i'm joined with my co-host victoria cruz folk She was distracted before she said that. Um, I was also thinking about going. (laughs) Just before we get into it, um, we won't be doing our weekly checks in. Checks in. Checks in. (laughs) Money. Um, (laughs) We we won't be doing our weekly check-ins because we are recording this the same day that we recorded Tori's. Get to know schedule sucks. True. Um, so I'm just gonna start off by saying support us on Patreon. It is patreon.com slash nothing original pod. Um, and there are different tiers. For one dollar, you get absolutely nothing, but you loyal. Um, for five dollars, you get like a sticker and access to like two recordings a month that are exclusive, I think. And then you get a bunch of shit for ten dollars a month. Um and you can only pay us that if you hate Star Wars. Um, also, you can Venmo us uh, if you really want to support us and don't want to commit to a monthly thing. My Venmo is just Catherine Perini. And Tori's, I believe, is uh, Victoria-Cruz-Falk. Yeah? Yeah. And if you're going to Venmo me, it better be $50 or more. I mean, don't waste my time. <laughs> Last episode, it was 15 So... <laughs> And that was just earlier this morning. So, so we're going up in price uh, as we build our audience. Because and we're bitches if, who know their worth. If we don't have a million subscribers, how do you even fucking subscribe to a podcast? It doesn't count that. It's not a thing. Um, yeah. Anyway, the, I've heard what's important is like downloading it. Like if you mm-hmm. don't download it, it doesn't matter. So download our shit, follow us, get notifications for us. I'm going to start posting about this and be super embarrassed. I'm going to like download Instagram, post about the pot of my full story, delete the app and just like, never talk about it. About it. <laughs> um, so yeah, in this episode, Tori is interviewing me. Um, about who I am. This is the the me version of get to know your host. Um, My cat is in the background. We're on Zoom and my cat is in the background on his beanbag and he is so cute. I just, I'm going to go pet his tummy. He's a loop. (laughs) Catherine introduced the podcast and was like, yeah, so this is going to be about me. I'm just going to step away from the mic as soon (laughs) as possible. I love the attention, but I have anxiety. So um, I don't know what kind of questions Tori is going to ask me. Um, Some of them are dumb. I hope so. I feel like my questions to you were a little too deep. So (laughs) no, mine are deep too. Mine, some of mine are actually like fake deep, which is my favorite kind of deep. Yeah, me too. Um, So yeah, without further ado... It was really upsetting is that we both kind of have silent laughs that are just us gasping for air. So there's no actual like laughter you hear, you just hear silence and then (gasps) it's just silence and then we could be laughing we could be sobbing you'll never know (laughs) also something i've learned in recent years is that when i do that laugh my silent like my like 
actual laughing laugh not my like <laughs> that was not funny um yeah there's like a quiet quiet like whisper that it comes out of my body <laughs> so if you hear something that feels like a gas leak it's me <laughs> laughing <laughs> perfect i love it <laughs> okay without further ado <laughs> let's get to know Catherine. Mm. Um, my first question for you today, lady, is how do you identify? Uh, I know. <laughs> also, I just will say for all of these questions, um, you just answer. I'm not going to give you any details about what you're I not going to know. Okay. I'm not going to prompt any more other than that. Just like, how do you identify? I love to ask people questions and just see how they answer them. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I think... God, that's such a hard question. I don't know who I am. Um, I am I am a cisgender bisexual woman for like the like meta, like how do you identify? I my pronouns are she, her. Um and what do I identify as in like my life? I identify as a historian, um, which is super gross. Uh but <laughs> anytime like something comes up like I'm just like ah oh, yes I am a historian you know what I mean um so I don't I don't know myself that well but I know that I am a cisgendered bisexual woman who also studies and preaches about history also I'm a cat mom I feel like that's a pretty big part of my identity um Chester is laying behind me on his beanbag and he is the cutest thing that I've ever seen and I love him so much and um i think ben's a pretty important part of my identity i've been dating my boyfriend for like four years and we live together and he's the father to my son my cat um <laughs> that you birthed yourself yes um i did in fact birth chester uh the <laughs> other day we came home and chester was being really cute and i was like we made that and ben was like no we didn't <laughs> he came out with a full head of hair a full body in fact I, I live in Atlanta. I think that that's kind of become part of who I am just because it's kind of cool to say you live in Atlanta. I think Atlanta has very sadly become over gentrified, mostly because people like me move here, which I feel very responsible for. Um, so that's part of my identity as well. Um, anything else? <laughs> Will you say more about what you said last episode? I it's selfish what did your brother mean by figure out what you want to be associated with like living what does that mean and what does that mean for you re-Atlanta yeah so he I think he said that to like my dad and then recounted that in a discussion with me about my dad because my dad is kind of like um looking at moving and maybe maybe moving (laughs) Tori is attracted to my dad. <laughs> um, my dad you is can never meet your father now. Yeah, that's fair. My dad is maybe looking at moving a little bit closer to us. So um, we were just having a conversation about that. And Patrick, my brother, said something about like where you live should be what you want to associate. I can't speak. Associate with your identity. And I think that for me, I don't like that I. I mean, something that I kind of feel guilt about is that like I live where I live because it is it has been in the last 20 years like built up and gentrified it doesn't affect me as much as it affects others but I think the reason that Atlanta like I feel like Atlanta is a good piece of my personality is because there's so much history here and there's so much black history here which is what I study I study not black history is like a meta thing but slavery so a a part of a big part of black American history so Atlanta is a very rich place um, that has been neglected because of the military history here. So like, obviously like Sherman's March, like Atlanta got burned to the fucking ground and everyone talks about that all the goddamn time. But I think that there was so much more going on in Atlanta. And it's also the reason why I feel like Kentucky is part of my identity because I study a lot of Kentucky enslaved women, Kentucky based, and they're just like parts that got overshadowed by something else. And didn't really make it into archival spaces or historical spaces historical conversations so I think for me it's like what I care about and like 
is the place that I'm living a place that I can use what I care about for the greater good? If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And that kind of jumps to a question that I was going to ask later, but like, what does Kentucky mean to you? Um, I have a weird relationship with Kentucky <laughs> because um, my mom was born in Kentucky and my great grandparents lived in Kentucky. Um, my grandparents now live in Kentucky. I think I, like the year I was born, they moved back to Kentucky. Um, and my grandma like grew up in Frankfurt. Um, so I spent like summers in Kentucky and like holidays and stuff. And it was just always kind of a decision that I was going to the university of Kentucky. Like I was smart enough to get into other schools, but like, like higher tiered schools, but like, I would make pro con lists and it would be like Yale versus Kentucky. Like, <laughs> um, like it definitely was not comparable. I was going to Kentucky is my point. Um, and so I had like this like nostalgic infatuation with Kentucky when I was younger, for sure. Like, because it was like a place that like we went for like, I don't want to say solace, but like safety almost like it was like our safe place. Um, And I think that when I grew up and went there myself, I made it something completely different. I'm passionate about Kentucky, right? Like I think that Kentucky is such an important and disregarded place because of the voting habits of the people who live there or who live there in general, um, which is not reflective of anything and truly just nothing. But um, that's not really my expertise, so I'm not going to like get into that. But I think that Kentucky is so important in historical research because so much was left unpreserved. And what was preserved was very white focused. I don't want to say ignorant because that's not the right word, but just like dismissive of the experiences of everyone else in Kentucky. And there's such a diverse population in Kentucky that it's like very important to know and to investigate what those populations, like what their representation looks like in the historical record. So my point is, <laughs> I feel like Kentucky to me is a thing that once was my mom, right? Like it was like, it was a maternal place. It was a, a nostalgic place. It was like something I associated with my mom. And then when I moved there for myself, it became like a place of passion and a place of like investigation and a place of genuine caring about it, which I feel like you also experienced that. Like you, when you went to Kentucky, like you figured out like what was there and why it's so important, but no one ever talks about it. Also, I like the University of Kentucky and all of its affiliates. So like sports. <laughs> I feel like that's all I have to say about Kentucky. I feel like that was kind of repetitive. <laughs> Nothing's original, Catherine. Nothing's original. <laughs> I feel like I feel the same similar way about like Canada and Wisconsin because it was like summers and holidays. And like I, for the longest time, was like, oh, I'm going to move to Canada because I love it there because I've never been there for winter it's fucking cold I hate the cold I'm wearing fuzzy socks and being a little baby in my house I feel like yeah I think that part of the reason that I wanted to move when I graduated was because I can do what I do from a distance because nothing really I mean I can always go back first of all I'm not like limited for travel unless there's like a blow up of the pandemic again right but I think that um I can do what I do remotely and I, I I do like to pay respects to the people that I study and stuff like that so it is important to me like the woman that I had for my case study she was an enslaved woman in Lancaster Kentucky and I went to like her grave and like stood there for a minute and I think that that's really important but aside from like the emotional aspect of what I do I can do everything remotely and Kentucky for me has that association of being like that kind of like place of my childhood that I don't that is nostalgic but I also don't love and then the place that I made it which is like home and beautiful and wonderful and I feel like there's not a way that I could reconcile those while living there like I needed to gain space from it to be able to appreciate how much I like put myself into it so I feel like yeah I feel like the reason that I had to move and that I don't plan on going back to Kentucky for like a long-term situation is because having that distance allows me to like appreciate it for how much it like did for me and how much I feel like I could have or maybe did for it Not that I did a lot for like the state of Kentucky, but I feel like in my little bubble, I did a lot. (laughs) And that you like changed the meaning for yourself. Yeah, for sure. So speaking of places, where are you from? Right. (laughs) (laughs) I'm from Maryland. I'm from the M in the DMV, Um, Northern Maryland. You know, that part, 
that like it's like a little tail and Virginia penetrates it and it bumps up against Pennsylvania. You really did use penetrate there, didn't you? I did. Um, that's that's where I'm from. From Hagerstown. I <laughs> I feel like there's no reason not to say that. Um, yeah, I keep trying to like omit things, and I'm like, what does it matter that you know the high school I went to? Like, I'm not there. You're not. <laughs> you're not gonna find anything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're not proud of me. You know, like, right? It's, <laughs> it's not. It's not anything. Um, I'm from Hagerstown. The end. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Because that's it. I spent uh, half of my time growing up in Hagerstown and half in a small town in Pennsylvania called Waynesboro, um, which is like 15 minutes away from Hagerstown because I have divorced parents. I'm fine. (laughs) Anywho. uh... (laughs) Wait, but tell us where else you live. Tell us about the walk around. Hmm. I okay so my parents had children very young and so neither of them felt like they had found themselves um which (laughs) if I had a baby right now (laughs) um so I I I'm not a military brat I want to preface this by saying that I just have indecisive parents I really hope my mom laughs at this um (laughs) And so when I was, I lived in Maryland and Pennsylvania for a good long while. And then when I was like 15, I guess, my dad went on a trip to Arizona over the holidays, I think, and then bought a house. And then just like, was like, we bought a house. (laughs) Um, And so for a while I lived in like during breaks and stuff and like summers um, in Arizona. And that was fun. That's actually where I met my boyfriend the summer after my freshman year. I was back in Arizona visiting my padre, my papa. I got my wisdom teeth out and I re-downloaded Tinder. The love story. is unstable. That's cute. Um, So is your mental health. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then I feel like I've lived so many other places and I'm like trying to think of what they are. Um, so I lived, yeah, my dad moved to Phoenix when I was still in high school and I went to a boarding school, but I didn't end up boarding until my final year. So I was just living with my mom until then. Um, and then I moved there, which was a different town in Pennsylvania, not, not too far from where it was like an hour, a little less than an hour from where I grew up. Um, and then I lived in Florida with my brother which was just one of the worst experiences of my life Um, for like a couple of months. Um, And then that was like the summer before my freshman year. And then I moved to Lexington to go to college. And then my mom moved to Colorado. So like my legal address was in Colorado because I didn't understand that you could have a legal address at your college. Um, and then, so my mom has lived in two different places in Colorado and then my dad from Phoenix moved to California. So the summer after my sophomore year, I lived in California in Irvine, um, which is too much. And (laughs) now my family is all spread out. Like we're all over the place. So I kind of follow those paths. And then I ended up living in Kentucky full time my junior year through almost graduation <laughs> um and then Shout once COVID, the pandemic yeah honestly once COVID hit I ended up just living with Ben because we were together it was like spring break and we were together and it was like not safe for me to go back to Kentucky so I ended up just living with Ben until in his apartment until we moved in together so I've been in Atlanta ever since and we do plan to stay here yeah um, also I feel like this is a great time to mention that I went to high school with Catherine's cousins which is crazy the stars i mean so here's how it goes down Catherine's mom and i have the same birthday i went to high school like schooling like middle no elementary middle and high school with Catherine's cousins and played soccer with them i went to field hockey camp at the same boarding school that you attended for high school these are all things that we worked through in a first watch parking lot. And I was like, wait, 
No, I what feel like some of, of these school? some of these happened that one Gaines wine night that we had when we were definitely not old enough to be having sure. a wine night. <laughs> for sure, for sure, for sure. And Andrew yeah. Calvert was just like sitting there, like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. And we really did look at your cousin's Instagram and saw that RMHS and we were like, oh, oh. <laughs> and you're like, does uh, that mean anything to you? I was like, uh yeah. Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah um something that I meant to ask you earlier after I asked you what you how you identify is mm-hmm. can you walk us through your big three astrologically and just tell us what that means about you <laughs> yeah should I get out just neck. for like prompts <laughs> honestly maybe does your do you have the notification for CoStar what did I it don't tell have you? the notification but I I love chaos mode I don't even want to fucking know <laughs> She doesn't even know her co-star. She's not real. She doesn't love it. She doesn't love it like I do. I, I don't know why I'm signed out. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie to you. Um well, okay. Let's I'll just do it from what I know. So um I am a Taurus first and foremost, um, which means that um I present as a, a, a self-centered <laughs> a self-centered bitch now i present as someone who uh is very willing to pamper myself and to like give to myself um which is true and i love food i love eating that's also a very true trait of a taurus i'm incredibly stubborn like so stubborn um and i always have been and I, what else about me is Taurus? I feel like I really love pastel colors, um, muted colors. Everything in my apartment is very colorful, but it's very muted. Like my living room is like, my couch is like a muted blue and my dining room chairs are like a muted pink and my armchairs are a muted green and they all match with my carpet and I'm wearing a muted orange sweater as we speak um I like order I like structure yeah and I feel like the only reason that this podcast actually happened is because you're a Taurus like I'm very much like I can dream about things and be like yeah I want to do those things and maybe it takes me like a year to do it but you're like do you want to do this thing okay let's do it now let's here here's the list okay (laughs) I completed the list now press record Yeah, I like to get things done. I do have mental illnesses, though, so it's a battle. Um, um, So I'm a a Leo moon, which means that, um, like, deep down, (laughs) I am. A a Leo-Taurus combination is just very self-serving. Like, I feel like a lot of what I do is for me, which is ridiculous because I'm also, like, the biggest people pleaser in the world. And, like... I will do anything to make other people happy. <laughs> um, is that the is that Gemini? I feel like Geminis aren't like that. I don't know that much about Geminis. I actively uh, avoid them. <laughs> Geminis, okay, that was rude. I think Geminis and Scorpios get the most hate when really it should be, you know what? Cancer men. <laughs> Cancer men. Cancer men. Virgo men. Ver- men. Sagittarius men women. Signs that's so friggin' accurate <laughs> oh my god one of my least favorite people also um as just a cute little thing i'm gonna read what our co-stars say about us together today August oh yeah 1st. like our friendship yeah also we're so compatible that's cute i love that like like okay basic identities we've got taurus and scorpio sister signs and then for intellect and Intellect and communication, Aries and Sag, sex and aggression, Taurus, Virgo, philosophies, I think that's a generational one, which is Pisces, and then senses of responsibility are both Aries. Like, we are on it, except for moods and emotions for Leo, and I'm a Virgo, so that makes sense basically just means that, like, when I get in my shit, I just, like, I'm in my shit. Like, it's, I need to, like, do everything for me and like I will be taking a bath and I will be putting rose petals in it and I feel like when you're in your shit it's like I'm gonna project (laughs) everywhere (laughs) 
I'm going to vomit my emotions onto you. <laughs> Today, August 1st, Tori, when you lose touch with yourself, you exhibit perfectionism. Catherine, on the other hand, is likely to perform. <laughs> this is literally what you just said. It is likely to perform melodrama. They might be too in their feelings to handle yours right now. They need to be reminded that they have everything they need inside them. Are you enabling each other? Yes, we the are. Is yes. And that's why, <laughs> that's we, started why we started a, a podcast. podcast. <laughs> literally. My She's mother, literally choking. <laughs> literally my grandmother who smoked for decades and would like any laughing or coughing or anything would turn into a <coughs> Don't smoke, y'all. Don't smoke. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, did you have anything else to say about your astrological identities? No, I think they're very apparent in who I am. So I feel like <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like just just take a good look and you'll be like, ah, yes. <laughs> <laughs> we got it. Um, so I feel like I just embarrassed myself. So my question for you, Catherine, is what is one of your most embarrassing moments? Oh, how can I count them? Um one of my most embarrassing moments I feel like I have fully just blacked them out (laughs) um I was just thinking of one the other day and I can't let me think about it hang on I feel like I was just an embarrassing kid like (laughs) I I've always been like I got I've always gotten along with like older people more so than like other kids and Oh no, you want to know? Okay, here's one. So (laughs) (laughs) yeah, forget Um, that bullshit you're about to spew. Tell it. Yeah. So when I was in seventh grade, I had a a flurry of boyfriends. I had two and not at the same time. (laughs) Um, And they meant nothing. It was really just nothing. Um, Middle school doesn't know. It was, it was a lot for like being in seventh grade, but it was nothing. Um, And I had this so basically I dated this one very short boy who I I'm sure was lovely and he was very nice to me. Um, but that's just not my vibe and it never has been. (laughs) So, um, I broke up with him and then I started dating like the cool kid. Like he was, he was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, (laughs) and he was like tall and very pretty and, um, by dating i mean that we like walked together in the hallways i just want to clarify <laughs> we, did not, we did not go on dates i would not kiss him like <laughs> um we walked together in the hallways and people knew about it um <laughs> and a rumor i don't even understand this a rumor started going around when i was 12 <laughs> That I was pregnant with the short boy's child. (laughs) And I had a hunch about who had started that rumor because there was a girl who, like, I always felt like really didn't like me. And I could never figure out why. Like, I felt like I was always nice to her. Retrospectively, like, I'm sure we didn't like each other for fair reasons. Like, (laughs) you know how when you're 12 and your other people are 12 and all of you just suck. Um, yeah. So I thought it was her and I told someone that I thought that she was the one who said that. And then she came, <laughs> she came up to me in the lunch line and was like, you got something to say? <laughs> I was mortified. I was mortified. Following that, <laughs> um, that was like really embarrassing for me because I didn't like attention being drawn to me at all. And she was also like very well liked. Like everyone liked her. Everyone knew her. Um, so following that, I I hugged another man. <laughs> I hugged <laughs> I hugged another boy, a boy who lived down the street from me um, because he was one of my good friends growing up. Um, and this the second secondary boyfriend, the tall one, heard about oh, it, boy. and and he came to my band class. Oh, you played flute, right? I did play flute, Same. and I had to walk out of the band class and talk to him. And he like cornered me. He had like friends with him too. Like he had like his posse, and he like cornered me against a wall. I was like, "Why the fuck are you hugging him?" Because I. I mean, looking back, I get it because that was as far as I had gone with that boyfriend as well. (laughs) 
Um, no, that's just toxic, toxic masculinity. And he'd probably seen like movies and he was like, this is the adequate way to deal with this. Right. We were 12. And I just like felt so small and silly. Like, and then he had, he, he wanted, oh my God, he wanted to be, this is embarrassing just talking about, he wanted to be a graffiti artist when he grew up. <laughs> if he's if he ever does listen to this i have nothing but love for him i'm sure that like wherever he is in life he's fine and like i hope that he has a good adulthood but like (laughs) um he wanted to be a graffiti artist which i thought was so cool when i was 12 and um he drew me like my name in graffiti like with pencil um like drew like the splashes of paint (laughs) and he hung it up in like one of our favorite teachers classrooms because our favorite teacher thought it was kind of cute that we were like quote unquote dating and then I think like I drew something but I did it off of like a font because I wasn't going to be a graffiti artist I just wanted to draw like that and I was like this will be cool and then I showed it to him he thought it was so cool and then he figured out that I did it off of a font and then he broke up with me and (laughs) (laughs) and then he ripped down the the drawing that he had in our favorite teacher's classroom because it was like his homeroom teacher and I got pulled out of homeroom to like talk about it with him this happens actually now that I'm thinking about it this happened a lot with that kid like <laughs> um but also just like I feel like I was never really good with social cues unless it was with older people and I never really got the trends and I was a chubby kid and I feel like a lot of my existence was just like a little bit embarrassing you know oh, like yeah. Like, I feel like the reason that I have a good sense of humor today is because I was an embarrassment to myself. Yeah. Late bloomers. I mean, get yourself a late bloomer because <laughs> we have funny. personalities. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That was a coping mechanism for a long time. And it still is. Oh, also, I feel like all of my embarrassing stories are boy-based because I can't confront the fact that I am embarrassing. Um, I dated a boy my freshman year of high school he was like my first real boyfriend like that I like felt like was my boyfriend and was not just like someone I held hands with in the hallway um and he broke up with me on the 4th of July and called it Independence Day (laughs) oh my god um I also I I I do never recover oh no I do think I was just I have always just been a little bit insecure and like that causes a lot of embarrassment you know I wish I could like think of one from high school I'm sure like my friends from high school are like you know but like I wish that I didn't black out so much of high school (laughs) I'm sure there are plenty I'm sure I can think of one from yesterday (laughs) I and I talked about that yesterday with the girls at work I was just like I am literally always in a constant state of embarrassment like I wore one of Brandon's shirts that he like bleached tie-dyed whatever and it's like a purple rain print shirt and someone was like oh I like your shirt and I pointed to myself like "Eh?" (laughs) and I was like you like this and I I wasn't trying to be funny like most of the time I am doing a bit but I wasn't and then they all left they're like (laughs) I was like oh no (laughs) oh no I'm sure there are some you know what? I I don't get embarrassed in my home often because Ben is my best friend, but we were sitting watching something and I laughed so hard that I involuntarily farted, which doesn't <laughs> happen very often to me. Like I feel like I have pretty good control. And I was laughing so hard and then I started laughing harder and Ben just looked at me and I was like I'm so embarrassed. And he, and he was like that was pretty funny. <laughs> um I feel like all of my embarrassing moments are like blips though like they're so small that like and they happen frequently because I do have some insecurities from being like the late bloomer kid you know that when they do happen I kind of just have to let them go because I will never recover if I hold on to every single one of those yeah that's so true yeah oh I have one I have one yesterday (laughs) I went down, we have a package room in my um, apartment. Like it's like the Luxor packages, like the lockers. And I had quite a few codes because I haven't been down like this whole week. And I just ordered our our stuff from Vistaprint, like the stickers. And I also have some stuff for Chester coming. And in general, I just get a lot of packages because when I buy things online, I buy a lot of them. And then 
they get sent individually. <laughs> um, and so I had like four or five codes and I went down to go get them and there were two people down there. And for some reason, I can't admit to other people that I get a lot of packages. <laughs> and I went in and the woman who had, she was there with like her baby and her baby was like trying to get out of the stroller. So she was like, oh, I'll just come back. So she left. And the guy, I used to, we moved apartments within the complex and I used to live kind of like across from him where we could see each other from like my window in his balcony. And we know of each other's existence, but never acknowledge each other. And I don't love it but it's fine and he was like having trouble with his code so he like stepped aside and let me go while he was figuring that out so I only got two of them and then I left because I couldn't I couldn't take up the space to get off I was just about to say that I was yeah I do that all the time in public like putting my coins into my purse after I've paid in cash Mm -hmm. it's the worst five seconds of my life yeah, I, I will not take up space. So and that's on being women. I'm just, I think I, I, I am a pretty awkward and embarrassing person, but I think that I have the sense of humor to like make fun of myself. So it's never as embarrassing as it could be. You know, it's just embarrassing to myself. It's not like other people. Oh, wait, I have another one. <laughs> we should do an episode on being embarrassing individuals. We should. My last one that I'll, I'll go on a, go on a rant with is it was either my junior or senior year in college and it snows in Kentucky like we get a good amount of winter in Kentucky and I lived about a mile away from campus and I would walk to campus that was like how I got a lot of exercise in other than going to the gym like I would walk to and from campus and it had just snowed and it was super icy out And I just assumed like, oh, all the sidewalks will be salted because that's the law. (laughs) Um, And so I was walking, I had this, I have this big like puffer, like kind of like a swimmer's jacket that like goes all the way down to like your calves um, because it was, it gets super cold in Kentucky and it's super comfy. And I love that coat with everything inside of me. I was wearing that and I was walking and the car dealership that was like near my apartment, because nothing on that road made sense, did not salt their sidewalks. And so I tried to sidestep some ice and I stepped directly on the other ice and I fell and uh. like onto my, onto my like coat, like my coat was under my butt because it was long and I like didn't hurt myself or anything. But I was just like so embarrassed that there was no one there to see what had just happened to me and that I could not brush it off. Like I couldn't be like, oh, did you see that? Like, <laughs> and I was so embarrassed because I was bullying myself. Yeah. I, in public, I definitely need, if I don't have an audience to be like, haha, here's the joke. And then I'm just like, anybody who saw this is, I, I can't live with that. <laughs> is a terrorist. Like, <laughs> Yeah. So the point is, I'm an embarrassing person. I'm a freak. I'm a weirdo. I'm weird. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) If you, Catherine Perini, were to be crushed down into a tiny little marble, what color would it be? Blue. What kind of blue? Like a cerulean. (sighs) Or maybe like a periwinkle. When I said that Catherine's snooty last episode, this is what I mean. (laughs) i i think that i would be like a a couple of blues and maybe like a green you know how marbles like are swirly Mm -hmm. um i feel like i would be maybe like a cerulean maybe like a periwinkle and then like a sage a sage green um because first of all i'm a taurus and i don't like bold colors unless they're like in marketing like for myself i don't like bold colors and i I love blue, like blue makes me feel good and green makes me feel confident. And so if those things, but also like, who am I really? Like what would actually be there? The color of my mental illness is. Oh my God, that should be a Buzzfeed quiz. I feel like, okay, I have a bunch of highlighters next to me because I am a Taurus. And um, 
I have this baby pink and it is the most obnoxious baby pink color. Like when you actually use it, it's like the lightest of pinks. And it's like, oh, ooh, ooh, like, <laughs> and it's just, it's a lot. And this color, I think, is like the specs that would show up, which is like my mental illness, insecurities, all that kind of stuff. Because I feel like this color is so true to a Taurus and is so interwoven into the structure of my being, but I don't love it. I got you. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that on marbles and mental health. Okay, this is a question that I used to ask people all the time. I feel like the summer before I met you in a little fellowship at the University of Kentucky, was like a super dreamy summer and I was asking everybody what's their hope dream passion, 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 passion. oh so, yeah we did answer this that question yeah this is actually I um I'm gonna give myself credit the only reason that people uh in that uh fellowship uh ended up liking each other oh yeah and became close is because I was like okay, okay let's all sit in a circle and talk about our hopes dreams passions and goals and it's also and I was <laughs> like yes <laughs> As a manipulative Scorpio, I was like, let's see who I actually like. Hopes, dreams, passions, goals. This has definitely changed since I met you. Um, oh, for sure, for sure. Which is fair. <laughs> it's been I three hope years now. Yeah. I my hopes are interesting, I would say. My hopes are are very sad. <laughs> I I think I hope to one day be stable. Um, <laughs> I mean, oh, like, no. I, I do hope that one day I have like better and more stable mental health, because I think that that's something that I've been dealing with for like quite a few years now. And it sucks. Um, and I also hope that I reach a point where I am happy. I think that in a lot of my life, I'm so a critical and B have mental illness. <laughs> that I'm just like in general not happy so I would like to reach a place where I was happy I think like like you said in your episode like content with my decisions and like confident in them um so that's definitely like a hope that I have and then um dreams I really want to get a PhD will that happen we'll see I did not get funding this year (laughs) um and I do want to get a PhD. It was always kind of my dream to be an academic. Like I feel like the the like quasi office, quasi teaching setting of being an academic, and then also the solitary work of just like doing your own research. I feel like that's kind of perfect for me. Like it's just structured enough, but it's also just self led enough, and it's also like just accomplished enough, you know. Um, so that's kind of like one of my dreams. Also, maybe a goal, but I don't want to set that for myself as a goal because I think that that's kind of like a hard to reach goal when you don't have PhD funding. Um, so like my attainable goals, um, I would like to be able to lift heavy and intimidate men in the gym sooner rather than later. I think a goal for me is to be more comfortable and confident in who I am as a person, um, which happens. I'm definitely more comfortable and confident than who I was when Tori and I met, and I'm definitely much more of me than I was (laughs) um I think also a goal of mine is similar to like a hope is like to just improve my mental health and figure out like like I've been working really hard to figure out like what PMDD is and like what my mental health state is and why those things are interwoven and why they matter and this that and the other right um so figuring that out is kind of a goal for me I can't wait to finish my master's (laughs) um Tell the people what that looks like. My master's? Yes. I, I, I am getting a master's in history from the University of Reading, which is in England. And that looks fine, but also it's a lot. Um, I started because I have an academic crush on my, my supervisor. I was like, she's who I want to be. Like, I adore her. I love her writing. Like, I love her work. I think that everything that she does is so important. Um, And so I contacted her and I was like, hey, I also write about enslaved wet nurses. Can I work with you? (laughs) Um, And she was like, sure, let's meet. So we met and liked each other. And 
Um, she was like, well, why don't you start with our master's and then we can talk about going into the PhD because the master's was all online because of COVID. So I ended up doing that and it's been a lot. Um, master's is are no joke. Master's is, um, <laughs> I, it, the course load, the course load is not as much as it is in the U S because I feel like in the U S they burden you with like a lot of like stupid things. Whereas in the UK, it's like, you take a little bit of impactful and like stuff that like matters. So like my classes were hard, but in a better way than they would have been from what I took in the US in undergrad. Um, and like, there were a lot of papers, stressful things. Um, and now uh, we're in the third trimester of like the program because it's, it's a 12 month program with no breaks other than like holidays. And I'm writing a 20,000 word dissertation, which is like, if you double space it, mine's probably gonna be like 140 pages. Um, if you single space it, I'm at like 70 right now and I still have about 2000 words to go. So I think I'm at 70, that sounds fake. Maybe I'm at 40. I don't know, I haven't looked at it in a couple days, <laughs> but I'm excited to be finished. I finished the first week of September. Thank God. So <laughs> You're yeah, I, yeah, I started a year ago in September, so it's been a long year. Shouts out my mom. No, <laughs> uh, shouts out Hayden, Eleanor. We've all been through the shits this year. <laughs> Don't Is do Eleanor a master's online. Is Eleanor the one with the cool TikTok that I like? Yeah, she's actually like, like following. Yeah. She's following. Oh my God, the, what's up, girl? Welcome the to the girl gig. Yeah, honestly, you two would love each other. That's my favorite. Thing. I literally, okay, that's happened to me three times this month. First, the bachelorette party. My friend was like, oh my God, you're going to love this Gemini lady. I loved the Gemini lady. She has purple hair. Two, I was talking to another friend and she was like, sent me a Snapchat that was really meant for another friend. And yeah. she was like, I was like, oh, I might as well send it to Tori. And then she was like, actually, you guys would like love each other. And I was like, oh, that's my favorite thing when people tell me that about the girl gang. Like, I just want to meet everybody's girlfriends and us all move to a farm together and raise right. goats and cats. I have <laughs> two more questions. Okay. <laughs> Why did you want to start a podcast? Specifically with me. Ah, th three more questions. Um, I wanted to start a podcast with you because I think that we have such meaningful conversations and it sucks that other people don't listen to them. <laughs> we need an um, audience. Also, I love the way that bo both of our voices sound on recording. Really? Yeah. Oh, I hate mine. Hate. I can never I, listen to it. I think it's because you're one of my best friends. So like listening to your voice is just like soothing and like listening to my own voice. I'm like, who is she? <laughs> Uh, could not relate could not um. relate <laughs> I also I just wanted like something to work on because I am taking a year off before I start applying to other things um so I just wanted kind of like something to work on and something to like put my creative and administrative energy into um because otherwise I would just fall into a deep depression so, so we yeah. podcast. <laughs> so we podcast. I have a lot of fun doing all of the background stuff. So I feel like it's a good like thing to channel my energy into. So that's kind of why I wanted to start it. Also, I just like want to connect with people. Like I feel like the further that we can broaden this out, like the better because I want people to like connect with me and vice versa and like hear what I have to say and then also tell me things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is also like, I think we said this in the pilot epi that we were just like, uh, <laughs> I want, like how I just said, like the girl gang, I just want to meet the girl gang and talk to the girl gang. And I'm assuming that's who's listening to this. If anybody's out there, I'm assuming you're a lady friend of a lady friend, at least, or of mine. Right. Uh, <laughs> okay, now, okay, I'm going to ask this question and then I think I'll answer it on like the reverse and then I have another question. So my question for you, Catherine, is what was your first impression of me? Oh, um, <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> like when I met you or like when I was aware of your existence? Both. <laughs> so I was aware of your existence because the list came out that said like these people are the Gaines fellows for this year. And yours said Washington, D.C. And I was like, no way. And 
I looked at your Facebook and you hadn't posted anything for like a long time. And I was like, oh, she's going to be weird. <laughs> I didn't know that. And I, I was like, up. I was like, <laughs> no, I, I know this. you didn't. I know you didn't. I looked everybody up. Like I like connected with a few people, like the whole thing. Also, you didn't come to the meet and greet thing that we had to do. I mean, we didn't have to do it, but we were all just sitting around like, who's this Victoria? <laughs> yeah, I do not do those things. <laughs> I yeah, I dance. I did it with great hesitation. <laughs> and when I say dance, I mean dance for the man. Like, <laughs> right. And also, this is a very tangential thing. But um, the the girl before Chelsea took over and rightfully got rid of the students being a part of the interviews because that fully was horrifying. Horrifying, and also is it HIPAA or FERPA? <laughs> it's FERPA. One of those FERPA, a FERPA violation. Um, yeah. And yeah. yeah, but the girl who was in my interview was like super sweet. And I thought that she was super cool because she was like a lot, she seemed a lot older than me. Right. And at that meet and greet thing, she was there for like five minutes and she told like a person who worked on the Gaines staff at the time or something, like she's going to go to Cornell law or something. And then like, she's going to propose to her boyfriend. And looking back on uh. that, she was 22 years old at, at most disgusting i hope she's okay i Law hope school she- <laughs> is choosing actively choosing to spend the rest of her life with a man i i i just like look at like at first i was like that's so cool like ben and i have been together for like a year and a half like i hope that's me and now that i'm like 23 and like ben and i live together and we have a cat <laughs> i'm good to go like also, it's crazy to me that all of my friends are turning 23 and obviously that's going to happen to me too, but I'm just like, it's not. In denial, yeah. I'm going to go to 24, you know? Yeah, but my first impression of you when we first actually met, like, in person, um, I was like, who does she think she is? And then I was like, oh, she's cool. Like, <laughs> Wait, what did I, you say? Who does she think she is? Well, because because I had looked at you on social media and I was like, oh, she's not participating. Like what a weird bitch. Um, but that was just me being the elitist 20 year old that I was. I feel like I definitely was that. And I was like, oh, she's not. <laughs> but then I actually heard you speak and I was like, oh, I love her. And then when I confronted you to be my friend, the only word that works there, <laughs> um, I was just like, oh, we're going like I need her to be my best friend I just felt like like at first I was like uh someone who doesn't participate and then I was like wait I hate participating (laughs) and it's also funny because I would argue that I'm the person of that fellowship that participated the most in things oh you did you went I'm like oh you have this event let's all go to this event of hers yeah everyone's like what yeah yeah, you you were the most (laughs) participant I think it was just like the structured stuff that you weren't really game for do you remember at pine mountain when we were just standing around talking to everyone and you and i exchanged glances and then we just went back up to the house and sat around talking (laughs) shit for like an hour until someone found us all i can remember from that trip is two things i know both of them (laughs) One is not interesting, so I'll just say I remember being really sweaty and at one point holding a cat that was very small. Oh, yeah. His name was Was Mouse. that a cat or a dog? Was it a cat? That was a dog, but there was a cat that I found later. Oh. <laughs> I will oh. always find a cat. <laughs> the memes <laughs> about people being like, oh, I found, like, I'm the person that finds the cat at the party quite literally at the last family engagement that I went to of my boyfriend's family, I was in the puppy pin with the dog. Like everyone else was in a circle and they were like, where's Tori? And they all looked behind. They were like, oh, <laughs> um, and also you, the granola event that we remember differently because you said, you think you said I'm trash. And I distinctly remember you saying, when I said well how do you identify he said garbage oh I'm sure yeah I'm sure I said garbage so Tori was like how do you identify and I was like I'm garbage and then I said something like 
there there's a person in the group who looked like Jesus. So I was talking to the guy who was like leading things for whatever reason. And I was like this, we were on a hike and I was like, this is very granola. Like, you know, I feel like a granola person. And he was like, what do you mean granola? And I was like, you know, that person, they are two steps ahead of you. (laughs) Yeah, they are granola. And then I don't remember if they heard me or not, but I, but later in the trip, I had just had, (laughs) I had just had surgery on my leg because I had minor skin cancer on my leg and my leg was like mega bruised. And like, I, my scar was still there, like very prominently and it looked horrible, but it was just healing. Um, And I didn't have to wear a bandage on it anymore because it wasn't like an open wound. You know, it was just kind of like bruised. Um, And this this person (laughs) came up to me. And at one point we were doing that like coal mine thing. And it was like a roller coaster through a coal mine. (laughs) And they came up to me and they said, Is your leg okay? (laughs) And I literally said, yeah, no, it's just skin cancer. And then they were like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to say more? Anyway, that was mine and Tori's like big bonding trip. (laughs) Big bonding bitches. Um, My first impression of Catherine Perini. Um, I very like, so after I've asked this question to people in the fellowship before, and one person was just like, you're just so obviously like so sure of yourself and so confident. And those things are true. And that's, I get that a lot that people are like, oh, I just, you just like know who you are and like are confident and whatever. And I see that I put that energy out into the world and I am confident about myself and like love myself. Um, however, I'm deeply insecure about every decision I make, uh, <laughs> including what I'm going to have for lunch in a little bit. And I'm like one of the most socially anxious people that I know and it does not come across so I have an even worse time because I'm so good at performing that people are just like ah social let's do it and I'm like oh my god please leave me alone but what's actually coming out is like (laughs) and I'm having and hawing the whole time um and so I remember we were like I think we had done the thing already where we all like talked in a circle yeah and I already had made many opinions. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, we don't need to talk about it. And um, I don't remember really having an opinion of you at that moment, other than being like, wait, we're in Maryland. And then we went on that walk to Gratz Park, and <laughs> you just came out of nowhere. This small little <laughs> lady pops up next to me and is like, So you're from BC, huh? Where are you really from? And I was like, uh, I don't know you and I I'm kind of hard of hearing <laughs> I'm 22 <laughs> and I just like really sometimes people will speak to me and I didn't hear what they said or I didn't understand and I just have this blank face where I'm like huh what and I'm just like also my anxiety is just like in my ears so I can't hear and I'm just like my brain is going <laughs> and that was going on And I didn't understand that you were like saying that you were excited to meet someone from DC and that you were like, oh, I heard someone was from DC or like we were talking about that there was a DC fellow. Let's beat him up. Yeah. And so I really thought that you thought that I was like a mean person and like were like mad at me. And I was just like, I promise I'm nice. I, I vividly remember saying to you, I promise I'm nice. And then I said something to you like, but you're also a bitch, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and then we got downtown and we were doing like the stuff and our director was like, yeah. And then in this house, there were the, or in these three houses, there were these sisters, the two on either side got married and whatever. And then the one in the middle never got married. She just like lived with a roommate. <laughs> Catherine we've all known each other for about four hours total and Catherine's just like gay (laughs) (laughs) and I was like ah there it is 
there we go. And then we just spent the entire semester giggling in the corner and being like, I'm so sorry. I cannot control the laughter that is coming from my body. Yeah. I feel like once I got to know you, I was like, oh, you are so much like me that it stings when I laugh. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel like it was a good, it was a good first like meeting, like where we were both like scared and nervous of each other. But then we were just like, oh, oh. That's also hysterical. I literally thought you did not, like, I thought you were mad at me. (laughs) did not know me. Oh my goodness. Okay. I have one more question for you today. Okay. Here we go. There's two. Okay. What do you love about yourself? What do I love about myself? I love that I am creative and that I am also really good at speaking about things. It might not come across in this podcast, (laughs) but like if I were to like explain my research one day, like it would be a thing, right? Like I'm very good at doing that. And I think that that's important. I'm also a very good historian. My supervisor told me we had a meeting on Thursday and she told me that um, she forgets that she's reading student work when she's editing my stuff and I was like stop it um (laughs) and um do you want me to go on or is it just like one thing because I've already said three um go off I literally was gonna be like if you don't have an answer to what do you love about yourself say three nice things about yourself because some people don't like when I was at that bachelorette party two of the my favorite ladies there the gay ones um (laughs) couldn't come up with things that they loved about themselves and I was like ladies no no let's all just hug and say nice things to each other yeah I mean it took me a long time to like come to terms with the fact that I did love things about myself because I always thought that it was like not humble to love things about yourself I know and um then my therapist was like why do you have to be humble and I was like fair Um, I also, I think that, um, despite all of the jokes that I have made about being very self-serving, I think that I'm also very giving, um, which is not something that I actively work to be. I just, it just kind of is something that I do and I do a lot for other people and I'm very empathetic. So I think that those things help me in life a lot. And it's very nice that I, don't get me wrong. There are negatives to those things. Like being too empathetic I take on a lot of stuff like (laughs) um and stuff like that but I think that those things are good things about me from like a a a personal like person to person an interactive I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say (laughs) I got you interpersonal interpersonal there it is (laughs) (laughs) an interpersonal way so okay That's Catherine Parini. (laughs) I was going to start clapping really loud. I just didn't have that energy. That's me, folks. (laughs) How many times will she do it in an episode? It's unclear. little picky noise (laughs) also so glad that this is an audio medium because I've just had tissues in and out of my nose for the past as long as I've been alive (laughs) (laughs) all right so unoriginal thoughts do we have them you you go first this time how about instead of unoriginal thoughts we talk about what we're gonna eat for lunch because I need to plan it out should I just have pasta (laughs) Um, like pasta with what? Like just pasta? <laughs> okay, that's one of my favorite meals, first of all. It's really um, good. Will that like make you satisfied? Brandon is gonna make tacos after I go to work, which makes mm-hmm. me really sad. Can you but eat at work? Yeah, I think he'll bring some to me. Be better. Okay, so Tori's unoriginal thought is that butter noodles. <laughs> that is my unoriginal thought. 
It's the best depression meal and the best meal around. Honestly, with a little bit of pepper, chef's kiss. We should have a Trader Joe's episode. Also, Trader Joe's in Lexington is hiring and I did apply. Good, 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 good. They need you. <laughs> I need them. <laughs> um, my unoriginal thought is that I actually really like bullet journaling. <laughs> oh my goodness. The Taurus really just let it out. I feel like I gave up on it because I thought that it wasn't cool and I've been doing it lately like setting up my own journal every week and like doing a whole thing and I would love to talk about like journaling and organization that kind of stuff (laughs) in in an episode but I've just been doing that and it's like it's so soothing it makes me feel so put together like I just feel like I have it all going on for me when I do my bullet journal and also it's freaking pretty because I'm artistic because I'm a Taurus and yeah but it's fun for you because you have pretty handwriting and I have ugly handwriting so what am I supposed to do be better I can't do that get a planner from Target I don't care (laughs) (laughs) you'll never be as good as me and that shows (laughs) (laughs) and that's been nothing original with Catherine and Tori. I'm going to go cry to myself over a bowl of buttered noodles. Thank you for tuning in. See you in another two weeks. Goodbye. <laughs> nothing original. The podcast is brought to you by Victoria Cruz Falk and Catherine Perini. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash nothing original pod or go to our website nothingoriginalpod.us to support us any way you can. Don't forget to share with a friend and don't forget to download because we don't know how the analytics work, but we think that downloads mean something. Thanks so much for listening.